Welcome back to the Depressed Cincinnati Sports Fan Podcast on this Friday. I am Jesse Mapati, and on this podcast, we're going to talk about the Cincinnati Men's Bearcats basketball team. Big victory over the Alabama A&M Bulldogs on Thursday night. The Bearcats now improved 2-1 in the season, winning 85-53. to Now, the Bearcats won their first game on Monday against the Drake Bulldogs. So the Bearcats are now playing another Bulldogs team, which they did against Alabama and A&M. It was a good game. I mean, it was a sloppy game, but at least we didn't pull a Kentucky and lose to Evansville, which I'll talk about that later in the podcast. But the Bearcats, like I said, they won 85-53. Bearcats offense shot 51.1% from the field. They held A&M to 31.3% from the field. Bearcats shot 7-7 from 22 from 3. Free throws was a little bit iffy, only going 8 the 18th for 27, good for 66.7%. Bearcats did lead the rebound advantage going 53 to 27. And they had 21 assists. But here's the thing the Bearcats struggled all night on Thursday. 18 turnovers. Alabama AM had 11 steals. So that was a little bit of concern for me. It was really sloppy, especially in the especially in the second half. So the Bearcats must correct that. The Bearcats did jump out to a a 25-9 lead at the 9-15 mark of the first half. Then the Bearcats only led at halftime 35-23. I was watching the game. There was, Like I said, there were so many turnovers. And then Alabama A&M was just crashing the offensive boards in the first half. And they were not afraid of us. They were not afraid of the Bearcats. And you got to give them credit. They weren't afraid. And maybe they were watching Evansville and how they weren't afraid of Kentucky. So... You knew the Bulldogs weren't going to back down to the Bearcats. And you can tell that later in the first half, Alabama and AM was the they were being tough. They were going after the ball. And they they kept the Bearcats on their heels. And maybe this team, this Bearcat team needed that. So the Bearcats only led 35 to 23 at half. Second half started, Alabama and AM hit their first two shots, and they got the lead down to eight. And I'm thinking to myself, oh no. Let's not make this a close game. But the Bearcats were able to turn it on after that. Alabama and only got close to eight points. Bearcats ran away within the second half. Trey Scott had a great second half. He finished the game with 16 points, eight rebounds, played 21 minutes, shot seven from 10 from the field. It was Trey Scott's best game of the year so far. After having a pedestrian game at Ohio State with only scoring three points, he did pulled in 12 rebounds, but... He didn't score as much. And in the Drake game, he he wasn't really much factor in the offensive game. But this was his best game so far of the year. We're going to need Trey Scott to be more consistent on offensive the end. You know he's going to get the rebounds. You know he's going to be the, the vocal leader on the team when it comes to telling players where should it be at, etc. on offense and defense. But it's really good to see Trey Scott have a good offensive game tonight. Chris Vogt, he's been the biggest surprise. The transfer out of Northern Kentucky, John Brandon's boy, Played 25 minutes, had a double-double, 18 points, 10 rebounds, 7-9 from the field he shot. He's been a big surprise these first three games, and I like Chris Vogt. I think he's going to help this team a lot. He's tall, he's 7-1, and for him to just contribute like he's been doing so far in the first three games, I know it's a small sample size, but he's been a big surprise for me so far early in the season, and we need that. We need a big man that can score and get those boards, and Chris Vogt's that player. So I'm really, really excited to see Chris Vogt continue to develop throughout the season. Keith Williams, has 11, Keith Williams had 11 points, pulled in four rebounds, three assists, played 25 minutes. 
Javen Cumberland started ahead of his cousin, Jaron, which we'll talk about later. Javen had 13 points, 6 assists, 3 rebounds, 5 steals, played 29 minutes. Really love Javen, really love his game, can shoot the ball well, and he's now going to the, he's now going to the bucket as well. So he's not only a 3-point shooter, he can attack the rim as well. So this game was all about the bench. The bench needed a lot of minutes, and they did in this game, especially in the second half. Mamadou Diera had played 13 minutes, had 2 points, 9 rebounds. Jay Sirola played 13 minutes as well, 5 points, 5 rebounds. Freshman Micah Adam Woods played 13 minutes, scored, scored, five, minutes, four, five, minutes, scored 5 points. Cincinnati product and Moeller, Moeller product Jeremiah Davenport played 12 minutes. Six points, three rebounds. Zach Harvey, the freshman, had twelve played twelve minutes, had four points, two rebounds, two assists, and Trevor Moore, who is still recovering from his Achilles injury, he's now he's now getting back into things. Chill still needs to get back to his groove, but he played eight minutes, had one three pointer and three assists. So the bench, this was a good game for the bench to get those minutes. Like I said, and it's a good game to just evaluate them and see where they're going to be at towards the seat towards the middle part of the season towards conference play and etc so good it's a good game for the bench to get to log in those minutes now to the big story where was jaron cumberland why didn't jaron cumberland play so jaron did not play on thursday night he was on the bench not in uniform here's what john brandon said after the game in his press conference he said it was coach's decision i made a decision prior to the game that he wouldn't be playing tonight that's pretty much all I have on that. Now, a lot of people were saying, was it on-court, off-court related? Something happened this week in practice? Or a message that, or a message that John Brennan sent to Jaron? I mean, maybe it was probably... I'm thinking that... Here's what I heard, okay? People said that was Jaron's foot. I don't believe that. He played 33 minutes at Ohio State in the opener last Wednesday, so I don't believe it's foot. Um, maybe it was Jaron only playing 19 minutes on Monday night against Drake. Brandon did say he did not say Jaron will, will miss more games. So, I don't know. I don't know. Coach did say that's the great part about a coach's decision. He said that I'll have a chance to reevaluate going forward. I don't know. Maybe Jaron... I don't think Jaron really thinks that just because you're a senior, you expect to get the senior treatment. I know Jaron's a great player. He's a reign AAC player of the year. A lot of preseason accolations to begin the season. But I feel like Jaron needs to adapt to what John Brandon is trying to adapt to this program because it's his his team. It's his program now. So I don't know. It's a a wait-and-see process. Jaron so far has averaged 12 points. Two rebounds, two assists in two games. He missed most of summer workouts and a portion of fall practices due to a lingering foot injury. Like I said, he did play 33 minutes last Wednesday at Ohio State. So I'm not really sure where this is going to go. I'm pretty sure Jaron will be playing next week. Maybe. But I don't believe it's a foot injury. I think it's something maybe he disagreed with John Brandon. But John Brandon did say after the Ohio State game that he's still he's still trying to you know learn about Jaron. He's still he's still trying to get to getting to know Jaron. So maybe it's a wait and see process. Everybody's saying, oh my gosh, Jaron misses Mick. 
Mixing UCLA, everybody. Okay, no one cares about Mick anymore. All right, he's gone. John Brennan's here, so it's gonna take time for Jaren's and John Brennan's relationship to to mingle. And I think I think everything's gonna be okay. No need to freak out. I think maybe John Brennan was definitely sending a message to Jaren. I don't believe it's a foot injury. Bearcat Twitter is so funny. People said it was a foot. People said that he was messing around with Brandon's wife, and I'm like. You guys have nothing better else to do or say. Like, really? Like, be be reasonable. Like, say something that is factual, not something that is stupid. Stop trying to make rumors or speculation about something that is not true. That's why I, that's why I try to stay away. To, that's why I try to stay away on Twitter during UC football and basketball games because Bearcat Twitter, it's just a bunch of maniacs. And I've, I've done a better job over the years of not tweeting during games because I want to watch the game. I want to watch the game and enjoy the game without always on my phone, whatever. It's like, oh, my God, I'm going to tweet out this big play. That's why they got media personalities to do that. Now, I've been doing that for some during football season because, I mean, look at our football team. Our football team is 8-1 and one and ranked 17th in the playoff rankings. Just saying. But I'm just saying, you got to at least watch the game. Enjoy the game. You can you can you can check your phone. You can check Twitter. I usually check Twitter on at, during halftime, but then when I see negative stuff, I'm just like, okay, whatever. So, we'll see how this goes with Jaren and John Brandon. I think everything will be cleared out real soon, and I I'm fully confident that Jaren will be playing next Friday, which the Bearcats will be at the U.S. Virgin Island Virgin Island U.S. Virgin Islands. For the Paradise Jam Classic tournament. Now, the Bearcats were in this tournament two years ago, and they won it. The sucky part about this tournament is that the game is not going to be on TV. It's going to be on Flow Hops TV, which you got to watch it on the laptop, which I did two years ago. And I paid like, I don't know, like $5, something like that. And then my dumb self forgot to take off my credit card. And then I look at my credit card statement. I'm like, $17.99 per month for Flowhouse TV? I'm like, oh, yeah. Oops, I forgot to unsubscribe to this stupid TV whatever. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> the Bearcats play again in this tournament, which they, which they, which they, which they are next week. I'm going to make sure I'm going to listen to the game on 700 WLW. Save me some money. And this time I won't be a dumb idiot. And try to <laughs> and try to pay for it, and not forget, and not remember to unsubscribe after the tournament's over. So the Bearcats won't play till next Friday, on November twenty second. They'll be playing against Illinois State at five forty five p.m. Like I said, you can get the game on Flow Hops TV. You have to pay for it, or you can listen to the game on seven hundred WW for free. The winner of that game will either play Bowling Green or Western Kentucky on November 23rd. That game will either be at 5 p.m. or 7.30. Funny thing, do you know who's in this tournament? Yes. Yes, you guessed right. The Nevada Wolfpack. I hate that name, and I hate that team, and I hate that state. Do you know why? One thing. I'll say this one number. 22. And that's all I'm going to say. To all my followers, if you don't know what that means, just look it up. Just type in UC versus Nevada 22. That's all I got to say. 
How about Evansville? Before this podcast ends, how about giving a shout out and round of applause to the Evansville Aces for upsetting number one Kentucky on Tuesday night, 67 to 64. I'm telling you, Big Blue Nation was on suicide watch on Twitter. Boy, they were giving Kentucky and their players. Just it was just so crazy because I saw updates that Evansville was winning at halftime. I I was thinking to myself, oh shoot. But I was thinking maybe I was the, then I then we all thought that Kentucky's talent will overpower Evansville. Then the eleven then the eleven minute mark hit. I'm like Evansville still in this game? They're still winning. And then the seven minute mark, Evansville still in this game. And then the three minute mark, Evansville leads Kentucky by three. And I'm like, I gotta watch this game. So I went on my laptop, pulled up ESPN three, and I'm like, holy crap, this is happening. This is really happening. So congrats to Evansville and Walter McCarthy, who's actually a former UK player. So that makes it even more more sweeter for him and his and his uh ball club. That's what I'm saying. College basketball, this is only November. It's only November. And number one, Kentucky loses to Evansville at Rupp Arena. So once again, round of applause, Evansville Aces. I was so happy. I got a lot of Kentucky friends that are UK fans. Put that on quotes. And I just, <laughs> I put the, I texted one of my friends. I kept tagging her in every, like, post that showed Evansville upsets number one, Kentucky. There was a post on ESPN that showed that. And John Capelli had his... I had his fingers all of his face, and I'm just like, yes. And she's like, you're dead to me. I'm like, do you even know Kentucky was even playing tonight? She's like, no. Exactly. Do you call yourself a, you, you call yourself a Kentucky fan? Uh, no. <laughs> all right, so this podcast is over. Um, the Bearcats, will, Bearcats football team is at South Florida. They will play that game tomorrow at 7 p.m. on CBS Sports Network. The Bearcats... Oh, up to the 17th ranking in the latest college football playoff rankings, the highest ever. The Bearcats also are 17th in the AP poll as well. So it's a big game Saturday night in Tampa, South Florida. I don't care for their record. They're still got talent in that squad. Bearcats must not overlook them. Overlook them. I know they learned their lesson from two weeks ago when they went to Greenville, Greenville North Carolina and almost lost to East Carolina. I know this. I know. I know they learned their lesson from that. So, the Bearcats should beat South Florida. They should. It'll be a. It'll be a good game. I believe South Florida will show up. This is probably their biggest game of the year so far, right? Am I right? So, having a ranked team come into their place, will there be a lot of fans in that arena, in that stadium? I mean, probably not. But the students will show up. I don't know. They're playing at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Stadium. When will South Florida get their own stadium? It's the same with the Pitt Panthers. They're playing, they play all their home games at the Steelers Stadium at Heinz Field. When y'all gonna build your own football stadium and your own campuses? Like, come on now. Every time I watch a every time I see the Panthers playing, I'm like, Heinz Field. And then when I see the South Florida Bulls play, I'm like, Raymond James Stadium. Come on now. Come on now, campuses over there. Come on now. You guys got money. Build your own stadium. So the Bearcats play. At 7 p.m., like I said, on Saturday night or tomorrow on CBS Sports Network. I'll recap that game. That'll be a podcast that will be on Monday or Tuesday. 
Also, before I go, I know you guys saw the Browns and Steelers game from Thursday night. The Browns won the game 21-7, but it's so irrelevant. Miles Garrett, he almost killed Steelers quarterback Mason Rudolph. Pretty much knocked his head wide open. He could have killed him. I'm surprised Mason Rudolph even stayed up. But Miles Garrett's probably going to get a lengthy suspension. He, he might as well get suspended for the rest of the season. That Steelers game, that Brown Steelers game on Thursday night, it brought back memories, bad memories, terrible memories of the Bengals and Steelers wildcard playoff game from January the 7th, 2016. I was at that game. That was pretty much the epitome of hell, that last two minutes of that game. But I bet Vontez Burfecht, linebacker for the Oakland Raiders now, who is suspended for the whole year, he's probably looking at Miles Garrett and saying, Dude, really? I wasn't that bad. I didn't vert to trying to use any equipment as a weapon. <laughs> oh, Lord. AFC North football, ladies and gentlemen. You get the Bengals and Steelers from 2016. Now you get the Browns and Steelers from 2019. Two of one of the most ugliest football games you've probably ever seen. I believe that the Browns and Steelers game was much worse. But as a Bengals fan... 2016 wildcard playoff game against the Steelers will never, I'll never forget that game. It's more like UC blowing that 22 point lead against Nevada. Ha, 22. Alright guys, you guys have a great weekend. Go Bearcats. Go Bank. No, the Bengals are in, the Bengals are in Oakland this weekend. If, if I forgot to mention that. <laughs> I hope the Bengals get destroyed, which they will. You guys have a great weekend. I'll see you guys next week.